and welcome to the Glacially Musical Podcast. It is beer, metal, and swearing. Of course, I am Nick Cameron of Glacially Musical, and I am joined by my good friend, the man who always wipes it clean, who can always start over, find the refresh button, Keefy Cold Cream. How are we doing today, buddy? I've been better, but I've been worse. So I'm okay. How's I it love going? that. I love that face. That is my favorite. That is that. That I love that face even more than a Duncan laugh, which is almost impossible. Oh, a Duncan laugh is splendiferous. Yeah, but he's so unflappable. He doesn't ever. Anyway, thank you everybody for joining us. Of course, you are here for us to talk about the record store day drop of Ronnie James Dio. We will drop more on that in a little in a little while. Here's how we do things. We do a greeting, we do a beer check, vinyl check, shirt check, meat of the day. Normally, we wouldn't do a vinyl check on a episode about vinyl. However, uh, your boy's piling up, so I got to get some of this stuff out of the up next pile. Uh, yeah, and we got stuff coming next week, and there's, uh, there's, there's, there's... Anyway, so my beer for the day, beer check. North America's oldest brewery, Yingling. The Golden Pilsner. It is delicious. Had it first in Notre Dame at a hockey tournament. I am uh, rocking it in my hockey puck glass, which was a Father's Day present. Finger fudge, Finger pour. fudge pour. How are you enjoying the youngling now that it is present in Missouri? You mean uh, the, the omnipresent lager in my fridge? Mm-hmm. I just, it, I always, it, it, uh, as of today, before I got home, I had three different styles of yingling in my fridge. I had the yingling traditional, the yingling traditional in the pint, and the yingling golden pilsner. So I guess you could say it's doing well. I'm going to keep it afloat. There you go. What you I'm, I'm having my first beer in a couple of weeks because I've been deathly ill. And uh, I'm just start today's the first day I don't feel horrible. I am having some hearing problems. I'm having some equilibrium problems. So beer is definitely the fix for this. I'm having a beer I have had on the podcast before, but I just picked up a six-pack as a present to myself because, again, not been well. The Trader Joe's Joseph's Brow Hefeweizen. You know that I love this beer. So I almost bought some of that until I saw that it was Hefeweizen. I am not a Hef fan. I am a Hef fan. Look at that aggressive pop. You didn't hear I heard, it. But I heard it. No, I heard did, it. Did you hear it this time? Holy half shit. Half a pop. Half a pop. Half a pop. Look at the orangey brew. I'm getting ahead there, but, uh, you know, you I'm already not. know. We've, we've explained the finger fudge pour. We'll we explain it again. In a th- we'll explain it at the beginning of every new series. That's not a bad idea. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. That's the YouTube happy hour. This beer is basically like water, so yeah, I got another. I'm just going to pop it now, so that way I don't got to worry about it later. I could have did, too. Oh, this stuff's like, it basically feels like three and a half. Uh, Okay, I'm going to do a vinyl check. Uh, The first one, I am going to make Keefe a little on the angry side. A couple of weeks ago, I am at one of the greatest record stores in St. Louis, Circa Now Records on South Grand Avenue in my old neighborhood. And what do I come across? A classic record. It's got all the songs. It's been done on the. It's been done on the podcast. I read a book. Keithy watched a movie. We worked hard on Thin Lizzy. It was jailbreak. It was in perfect shape. Everything was going. It was banging. I was ready. 
but I bought cream instead. Is this about the price again? How much was the Thin Lizzy? That's the reason you didn't buy it last time. It was a good, it would have spent $30 on it. Yeah, um, it was $25. Oh, come on, bro. It's not really? an unfortunate price. Uh, All right. Well, cream is a great pickup, though, despite paid... Eric Clapton being horrible. This is the last cream record that I required. That's it. Well, that was, yeah. So now I have all four of their original releases, their two original live albums. And this is a Spanish import because that matters. Well, I mean, does it sound good? How does it matter? Uh, it needs to be super special clean. Got a nice gatefold. Hmm. Came because it's a European pressing and the Europeans care more. It came in my sleeve. So I didn't even have to do anything there. So that was pretty sweet. Now, my next record. I, you know, when I checked, <clears throat> or when, when I did Pink Floyd Moment to Earth, I'm sorry, Pink Floyd Delicate Sound of Thunder, as it were, I thought that record sounded so much, much, much better than the repressing I have to the point where I have not listened to the expanded repress and remix of that record since I got it. So, logically, what do you do next? if you only have expanded remixed represses of other Pink Floyd records. You buy a momentary lapse of reason on original pressing. Can't fault the it. logic. I can't fault it. Already in the Mylar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've listened to this a bunch of times. Nice gatefold. It's got the... Inner sleeve, Nick and Nick and uh, David. I do love that photo of them because uh, Rick could not contractually be back in the band, right? Is that what it was? Correct. The one of the things that Roger insisted in the lawsuit, because Roger's a delightful child, not a man baby, was he insisted that uh, that Rick still could not be rehired as a member of the band. Unbelievable! A band he's not in. <laughs> Correct. Who who can do such a thing? I'm what? not in this band anymore, but I insist you also not be in this band. What a bitch. What a douche. I wonder why no one wanted to hug him at that Live Aid thing. Yeah, why everybody's like, ew, you're gross. Yeah. Nick seems to get along with him, all right. Fair enough. All right, what you got? So, because we are doing a Record Store Day vinyl check, and I also i have been massing a lot of vinyl, um... I've been on a bit of a not buying break at the end of 2022. I started slowly accumulating some things, pre-ordering some things. And then I got a bunch of free stuff. And then I went to the Doom Metal Festival and bought a bunch of stuff we still haven't checked. That'll be the next chaser, I hope. Then I got, then I, then Record Store Day. So like I've been amassing a lot of stuff to check. So much so that I don't, I haven't even opened these today. And I've had them for a month. So in the spirit of Record Store Day, since we're doing Dio, here's the other purchases I made on that Record Store Day. I got Shadows Fall, The War Within, fantastic new wave of American metal, early aughts thrash album. If fantastic. I am not mistaken, Danny Nichols <clears throat> just pitched a tent. I bet he did. He loves the Shadows Fall. Besides the Dio, this was my priority on Record Store Day, and I got one. This is the Agnostic Front 40th Anniversary United Blood. 
One of my very first concerts was Agnostic Front. That's amazing. This was with a bunch of uh, alter alternate takes and other things people have never heard. Um, and also, I did not need yet another Ramones live album on Record Store Day, but here we are two years in a row, another Ramones live Record Store Day album, Pleasant Dreams, the New York City mixes. Well, you know what? You know what I've said to myself 18 times? Do I need another Iron Maiden live record that doesn't have any songs on here that I don't have on another <laughs> record? No. Am I buying another Iron Maiden record with live songs that I have on every other live record? Yes, I am. In fact, guys, Legacy, the uh, you know, well, this new sh this new tour, when's this coming? I need it. I need it because you're not coming to town. My record store day was uh, very similar. I bought a record for myself, which, of course, is Dio. I bought a record for my wife, which was the Tori Amos B-Sides album. Wife's a big fan of Tori. Did that have and her cover of Muhammad, My Friend, with uh, Maynard James Keenan from Tool? No idea. I also don't care. Oh, shit. I mean, I don't like Tool and I don't like Tori Amos. So if they're, if, you know, maybe it's like, you know, you know, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, except that I would like them. I don't like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. What? But I, I think you are just, un American. I think that's what we've decided that you're a terrorist. Just give me chocolate. That chocolate, no, peanut I mean, butter chocolate and chocolate is, is the greatest combination of things besides boobs and butts ever. Oh, you are no. Anyway, where was I? Okay, shirt check. Uh, the the child and I watched IT Crowd all the way through about five or six times. Uh, we did choose which episodes we watched in front of the wife carefully because, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on that maybe a 12 year old doesn't need to see or a 10 year old, but whatever. We watched them and I don't regret it and I'll watch it again. So I love Roy's shirts and he was wearing this one in one of the shirts and I just or one of the episodes and I just thought it was abjectly funny and hysterical. And I said, I wish I could get the shirt with the kitty playing the piano in 16-bit graphics that says game over. And my kid pulls up her phone and then hands it to me. And she's like, okay, dad, order it. And I said, no, put it on my phone. So I handed her my phone. And now I have this shirt. Is he wearing a collar? The cat is wearing a collared shirt with cuffed up sleeves. Yes. Which a cat, like, unbelievably, like... How does a cat cup up its own sleeves? But I have so many questions. Where did he learn to play the piano? I mean, cats inherently can play piano. I think that's a given. Uh, I am wearing oh my, my Gimme Metal shirt. Rest in peace, Gimme Metal. Um, They are doing like... I just saw a thing where they're doing like... Uh, all those vinyls I checked from Gimme Metal like the last year are all like $10 each now in the store. So if you wanted that Cancer album... Mechalesh, Electric Wizard, those are all like five for 50 bucks. Probably shouldn't have told you that, but there you go. Also, strangely, I haven't checked it yet, but spoiler alert, you could do the pre-order of some albums, and they sent me the pre-order like a month early. I'm not going to spoil which one it is because I don't want people to try to go upload it or yeah. download it, but... I will be checking it in a future episode, and I did. I've had it already for like three weeks. It's not out for three more weeks. Absurd. But anyway, thanks, Give Me Metal. Um, news check of the day. This is a hard one. There, there've been uh, an abundance of 
passings away in the metal world, but this one rivets us to our bones, rocks us to our core. Tina Turner passed away today as we record this, 83 years old. She had been ill for a long time, passed away peacefully, apparently, in her home in Sweden, uh, Switzerland. 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 And uh, just... She was a naturalized Swiss citizen. She was. She had lived there a long time, similar to Shaka Khan living in Berlin. And Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, two-time Hall of Famer as a solo artist and with Ike Turner, you know, Ike and Tina Turner. Um, What can you say? Uh, She only retired 15, less than 15 years ago from touring. She had an album maybe 12 years ago. She's she's still pretty incredible. She is a feminist icon. She is a pioneer she is a trailblazer the queen of rock and roll maybe the greatest arguably the greatest rock female rock singer ever and she was a st louis and she is on the st mm. louis walk of fame so no way very proud that she's from our town that somebody very special she wasn't born here but she came through here and she right she came up here and she started here so uh I mean, yeah, her her whole life is a movie and not just the movie she was in. And Correct. she's incredible. And uh, yeah, very sad. Uh, there Again, there have been a lot of other passings. I don't want to downplay anyone else who passed away in the music world this lately. But um, this is a big one. It's a pretty big, big one. Um, I have I can't. There's nothing else you can follow that with. So all we can no say other... is, uh, you know what? Let's just do 10 seconds. All right. Thank you. That's just, you know, it, it's just an iceberg, an absolute mm-hmm. iceberg. And okay, moving on to happier news. Uh, I've got something on my chest that I just, I, we didn't talk about this earlier, but I feel like I just need to blow it off, especially since we are, uh, quite frankly, just honored a black icon. I was watching a YouTube video with my family while we were eating dinner. Amagetti's on the Hill, Italian sandwiches, in case anybody's wondering. And it was the top five rock and roll Hall of Fame snubs. And the gentleman spent 10 minutes talking about how the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has gotten a little politically correct and how if you're, it seems like they hate rock and roll and blah, blah, blah. And we, I shut it off because I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm done with you. I'm never watching you again. My wife looks at me and she says, is rock and roll, what I got from this is rock and roll is code speak for white people. And I went, yeah, that's what he's saying. And the thing about that is you talk about genre, genre, genre. Rock and roll is a genre that has come and gone. Every rock and roll band that's been put into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the last 40 years has not been rock and roll, period. It may be something that came along with, came after, but it's, except for the, except the fact that it's the Pop Music Hall of Fame and move on. There, I said it. All righty. I, um... I would counterpoint it, but like we spent a whole episode yelling about this. So it's like it's we're always going to yell about this a little private club. It belongs to Rolling Stone magazine and Jan Wenner. It doesn't belong to the people. It has been 
not it has been inclusive from day one of genres that are not rock music. Well, I but, think, but rock I think is not boring, rock and roll. But I think boring white suburban people who wear pants, pleated slacks with sensible shoes are mad about this shit. I have a close friend who hates Missy Elliott and thinks that she's untalented. And I was like, that may be true in your opinion. She's also the highest selling female rap artist and producer of all time and period. So when you say it's a popularity contest, 100% it is. It's always bad. I don't have a problem of other genres being in that are not guitar music. Okay, let's go simplify it even more and say guitar driven blues influenced music. Uh, I'm just mad that to me, again, like Kate Bush and Cheryl Crow, who are not Hall of Fame, they're Hall of Very Good, not Hall of Fame, should not be in over Iron Maiden and Soundgarden. And frankly, other bands that are not in yet, like Alice in Chains and, and others. But the thing is, it's like, the, like, like the sports Hall of Fames. Getting in has to be hard, which makes it special. I get that. I agree. If everybody could do it, everyone would. But Iron Maiden should be in. Anyway, uh, let's move on to another person that, in my humble brain, should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Thrice. Thrice. That man, of course, is Ronnie James Dio, who, though he claimed it in Italian clubs, unrelated to mobster Pete Dio. For anybody who uh, watched Goodfellas, that character was in the prison with them. He was the one who said Johnny oh. Dio. Yeah. Oh, and oh, I'm sorry, Johnny Dio, not Pete Dio. Yeah, yeah. How many onions did you? I used three onions, dude. No, no, no. It's too no, many it's, onions. No, you put too many onions in the sauce. Uh, but it's two big cans. Two Maybe it's Johnny Dio tomatoes. made the steaks on the broiler. He made the steak. He's like, how? And the hats how do you would want... die, but they made want... a good steak. How do you want your steak? Rare. Medium rare. Medium rare, huh? An aristocrat. aristocrat. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I love that scene. I would like to make that dinner. Somebody with a nice kitchen entertain me and make that dinner for me or with me. I'd gladly slice the onion with a razor blade or the garlic. I, I recently tried making homemade Sunday gravy. And it I know how to make a gravy. It was a complete waste of my time. What? I, I, for me, I didn't make it any better than if I had just taken the, the canned sauce and done my butt and done my dirt there. Uh, that would have been that would have been better. But uh moving on to Mr. Dio, God rest him. We mm. lost him what? Oh god, 13, 13 years, ago. years ago last week. And he was uh he wasn't exactly a spring chicken then. And that's one of the things I think that keeps getting forgotten. But in recent years on a Holy Diver expanded set, they included a radio broadcast concert from Fresno, California. Now Younger list, our younger listener may not realize that at one point in time, they just played concerts on the radio. Like Westwood One would play it nationwide. And so every back in the days when you could only have one station per corporation in each market, they would play this concert the entire way. So in case you're wondering how Ronnie James Dio by 1985 as a solo artist was headlining Madison Square Garden by himself. It's because on his first solo tour for Holy Diver, the entire country heard how great he could be. And not just that, but he also played an amazing set. We'll get into that. But this album was available 
in the expanded set for Holy Diver. It was CD. I don't buy box sets to speak of. I had never purchased it. Had you heard this before? So I had, it's been on YouTube for many years, probably from that box set. So I did have, I had heard it. Funny enough, and I'm glad you have yours out because you are going to do the unboxing, not me, because I did my choice, my unbox. Well, I mean, I did the Metallica, so I feel like we should just alternate them uh, when we're doing the same one. I made you do that because you made me pull out the Pink Floyd one with all the maps. So that was so that me, you now, you again. Come on, Uh, come on. So I have heard this concert before. I was online to buy this. Here's mine. With people who had been at the show because Fresno, California. That wasn't it. What? Show me that again. Live in Fresno. Do you have a different one than I do? Did I show it too fast? No, it was uh, a glare. A A glare? glare. Sorry about the glare. I have lowered my light. It's daytime when we're recording this for me. So Fresno, for those that don't know, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. And Fresno is three and a half hours away, which might as well be... New York or L.A. at that point. It took me less time to go to Vegas than it would take me to go to Fresno. <laughs> uh, seriously, I flew, Ve- I flew from Sacramento to Vegas in like an hour and less than an hour. The plane literally we landed half an hour early and the pilot had no answer why. I was like, OK, no complaints. And. uh you know, people, like I said, I was at the record store on Record Store Day, Thrill House Records in the Mission District in San Francisco. And people were like, I can't believe I'm getting to buy this on vinyl. I was there. We went to Joe's STL in South County Mall in St. Louis. Cool, cool. Save that. Uh, denote that for when I visit. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, I was pretty stoked. Uh, Dio live. I seen Dio twice. And he was magical live. And um so Envy. I have a big envy now. Was acquainted with this, uh, you know, the set list sounded like it was a banger to me. It was one of his first big arena shows. And he says during the concert, I don't want to steal anyone's thunder. He says, Fresno was in fact the first city. I don't know how he could pinpoint this with marketing or data, but he said Fresno was the first city to support the Dio band to the such an extent that they could have an arena show in it. When it was a brand new thing. Um, um, because it was the first arena they played, I would guess. And again, I never am shy about saying that I was firmly, and I will forever be firmly camp Ozzy with Black Sabbath. And so I literally shunned Dio. And to me, as a child, again, I was 10, 11 years old. As a young heavy metaler, not quite into thrash yet. I'm definitely and at 10 firmly, and 11 years old. You're not firm, exactly firmly, wise yeah, yet. firmly into into Iron Maiden and Priest, but equally into GI Joes and Transformers and yeah, same, you know, same. Cube and Pac Man and and stuff, pop culture. And so, I just lumped Dio, Dio Sabbath, and Rainbow all into the same analogous ball. Yeah, and I as soon as okay. Blizzard of Oz came out, I was still like vindicated about Ozzy, right? And then later on in high school, a few years later, I'm hearing all this amazing heavy metal and I go back and I'm like, oh, I messed up because clearly Heaven and Hell is incredible. Mob Rules is incredible. Dio is incredible. Holy Diver is incredible. Last in Line is incredible. Rainbow to me is just classic rock. It's not, it's proto metal. It's not quite metal yet, but like some of it is very heavy metal. It's, it's more metal than Deep Purple, but it's not as metal as Dio Sabbath. 
No, no, no. It's not fully metal. It's metal-ish. It's on the cusp. But anyway, so I was excited to buy this. This was beside the agnostic front, my priority buy for the day. And I was pleased to know the store had many of them, like 10 of them. And they were all sold. People were buying, sucking them up. And I got one of the last couple of copies. I bought the last copy at Joe's STL as I was checking out. The lady, the young woman checking me out says, huh, guess I'm not getting it then. And I'm like, what? And she's like, oh, well, I decided that if there was one left, I was going to buy it. Well, you know, if you work at the store, you get first dibs. You should be buying, you should be pirating your shit. No, they should not be getting first dibs. No, yeah, no, no, should. No. Uh, Maybe not on record store day, but typically I'm pretty sure everyone that works at a record store gets first dibs. Uh, not when I worked in one, but I also worked in a corporate one, not like one like this. Okay. Um, for me, this was also my my first choice of the day. There were a few things about that day that I wanted to get. I did want to get the Eric Carr Rockology. However, there were of the 4,000 copies, zero appeared to come to St. Louis. And on top of that, uh, ericcar.com, the official Eric Carr site, was selling them for a while for $125, no. which is the smarmiest cr- bullshit I've ever heard. I did get Dio for $5 over MSRP. I got it for $39.99. I can deal with a couple extra bucks, except it would be a little easier to swallow if that particular store did not also charge you a 3% credit card fee. But you know what? I could bring cash, but I don't. All right. Uh, you know, still not a fan. I'm going to say this. I've had now two record store days in a row at Thrill House. Seems to be my lucky spot. Again, I think I sent, I posted a social media video where I showed up like an hour early for the store opening uh, not like I showed up an hour early and there was a huge line down the block and around the corner. And I was probably one of the first 40 or 50 people in. And like, I thought it was a joke. There was a Taylor Swift record store day album and it was sucked up quick by the first bunch of people in line. So those Swifties will out get you. They'll, the early bird catches the Swiftie. Album, hey, they can enjoy the crap out of that all they I, want. Yeah, I don't still love the competitiveness of record store day it is a little i want to love it however now that i'm seeing artists and artist fam or an artist's an artist's family now buying them and flipping them mm. that is super scummy and i mean mm. as it is now only 50 percent of all records purchased are spun and we have complained about you know we listen to this stuff it's all over you see the mylar on the records that we pull out. I mean, these are open. These are played. These are, I play. I, I've got a copy here-ish of Guar's debut record. I have Black Sabbath TYR that my good friend Duncan was nice enough to gift to me. I have several records that are three-figure records. They all go on the turntable. Did it's, you just call it TYR instead of tier? I don't know which one is correct. It's tier. It's the Nasgordian Guard of War. That sounds stupid. It's, I mean, it's Norse mythology. Is, it's alternately great or stupid. I don't know. Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> anyway, Record Store so, yeah. Day. I'm because of the competitive, because of, of the flippers, it's gotten ruined. And a little bit. I was just going out for records that day. Anyway, we hadn't gone out in a little while. So Kiddo and I went. So. That's what that's it nice. was that day. That's nice. And I was hoping to get the Tori Amos record for my wife. And I, I was I figured that would probably be around 
Tori Amos is not a huge draw to the vinyl crowd. And she is also not a huge draw to the vinyl flipping crowd. So uh, the other one I was interested in, and I did not pull the trigger on because it was $100, which is a reasonable price for Van Halen live right here, right now. On vinyl? Yes, it was a record store day release. Rhino is re-releasing the Van Hagar records. They started with this one. $100 is a reasonable price for a 4LP set. Okay. I'm going to say it. It's And the fact that it was record store day, it's actually a really good deal, but I wasn't in the financial situation where I could drop a hundo. You really would. You would really pay a hundred bucks for that. Or you would, what would, what would you pay for it? What would I have paid that day? What would you pay? Just arbitrarily. It's not a hundred bucks anymore. Name your own price. I'd pay a hundred bucks. I mean, it's worth a hundred bucks. It's just not. It's a, it's. uh... Look, I have bought too many records for a hundred dollars. Yes. And you have that Metallica that I would have paid 200 for. That you got for seventy, you got for free. Yeah, one of my coworkers bought it for me. for free. Yeah, you have really yeah. nice people that we work with. Hey, he, uh, he's. <clears throat> I've made him a lot of money. That's that's All right, my then. tip. Yeah, right, um, but I mean, I've got. Yeah, I, I have some value, some very valuable records, and I play my valuable records. That is the point. The point is not to look at this and go, "Oh wow, licorice pizza." The point is to go, "Oh wow." I really hate that reference. Cookie. I wish you would stop making it, but you love it. Okay. I love that reference. Oh my god, what's wrong with that reference? I just yeah, it's personal. I'll tell you offline. All right, fair enough. I will. I will stop making it. I don't know what else to call it. It's. it's I know what you mean. It's, I know. You what know, you to mean. me, it's how cool does it's a dog named Pookie sound on the original Guar pressing from um, eighty five, eighty seven. All right, and I'm trying to remember the name of the record label. Oh my god, it was something it's their own label. No, 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 no. It was a label from New York City. Oh really? It was like Is it Neo. Caroline? Now he's gonna pull it out. I guess it's, it's right behind me. Yeah, but I still hate this entire practice. All right, I won't do it. Pull it out. No, pull it out now. You already <laughs> turned around. We saw your whole hindside. Whole unflattering shimmy disc. Okay. I'm sorry. I couldn't. I wasn't going to be able to function until I got Can't that out of my resist. brain. Once I get it, in, <laughs> like Cartman singing "Come Sail Away." Once you sing the first line, "I'm sailing." Don't do it, Cartman. I'll pull it out. Come sail away. I actually saw Dennis DeYoung Come play sail. the entirety of "Grand Illusion." Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yes, in a very tiny venue. With the same venue I'm seeing uh, Grand Funk Railroad in in about six weeks. I know we didn't talk about it, but I don't know if you knew this, but I, are you a fan of Kansas? Beside the hits? Kansas, the band I'm going to see Okay, in eight weeks? Yeah, you are going. Okay, I was going to say 50th anniversary tour just mm-hmm. got announced. So. Anyway, we're, we're back on track. Dio, off the Amtrak. You do the unboxing. Let's see. So, Beautiful here cover. Here is the, the cover. We got uh, his, Murray. his buddy... What? Murray. Murray. I couldn't remember the name. I and... can never remember the name. I only know it because Super 7 just released two new Super 7s, Murray and Dio. That exact Dio and that exact Murray. Cool. And then we got Dio doing the doing Dio things. 
and Murray is holding up the uh, the priest that's been tossed into the river. Interesting to note that, uh, from what I understand, Dio is quite a devout Christian, or was quite a devout Christian, very strong in his faith. So, ride the tiger, boys, whatever that means. I don't know what it means. Do you know what it means? I have many thoughts about the lyrical content of Holy Diver and the live version of Holy Diver, in which he says, I would rather burn in hell then go to heaven Holy no that shit. is that's uh that's heaven and hell heaven and hell yeah he's like yeah, yeah i'd rather burn with the sinners in hell than ever go to heaven but he definitely didn't mean that he so meant the opposite gate fold up gorgeous we got all the business there. incredible i can't see with the okay there we go so we got picture of the group we got the uh all the business ticket stub <laughs> what else is in here i don't even really know oh uh, yeah all the notes about the business uh, Dio on vocals, Vinnie Apathy on drums, Jimmy Bain bass, and of course, the man, the myth, the legend, the Def Leppard MVP, if he was ever allowed to get an at bat, Vivian Campbell. I mean, he has plenty of at bats, but I know what you mean. Really? Does he really have Vivian Campbell at bats? Or he's a cleanup hitter batting seventh? Come on, let's yes. call it what it is. Yes. So the record itself, I'm only going to pull out one of the two because. They look identical. One of the great things about Record Store Day, for the records we bought this year, both of them came in special mylar-encrusted sleeves. So, as you can see right there. Now, the record itself is a translucent red hmm. because I, evil, I guess. I don't know. I'm getting the chub. Blood. Uh, I don't want to know about your penis today. Save it for another day. Moving on. He's been resting because I haven't been feeling well. All right, then. But yeah, so, gorgeous packaging. Gorgeous. Great job. All right. Because this is a numbered limited edition record of which I've only known for 38 seconds now that I've looked down under my thumb. Let's do our dirt. What's your number? Uh, where is it? Uh, upper right hand corner back. Okay. <laughs> No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Zero one four six six. Cocktober What? Zero one seven zero two. Shit, St. Louis, man. Every time. Every time. Every time. Not even a joke. I don't even care, but now... I didn't even know until this minute that it was. I didn't stamped. either. I, didn't, I, I do like it. it. Is it is a legit stamp? It's embossed, yes, so, yes. like gold foil. And I'm sure this is beautiful, man. Yeah, it's a great package, and I'm sure they exactly numbered them properly as they were pressed. I, I'm sure they didn't just you know marry them together. I'm if sure you've ever been to Fresno, this is a very accurate depiction of the citizenry, <laughs> zombified meth heads. But oh uh, yeah. Fair enough. I have not been to Fresno, and to this day, I the only time I can ever think of Fresno is Karate Kid Part 2, where uh, Daniel-san was going to be sent to Fresno, but uh, Mr. Miyagi saved him. Mm. But then they had to go to, to then they had to go to Okinawa, and then Daniel got into a fight to the death. So. Honk, honk. As you do. I mean, all of a sudden, fight to the death. Next season of Karate Kid will be the last season of Karate Kid on Netflix. We'll see if they do anything else with those guys. God, they, I, I want them to finish it, but I don't want them to finish it. It is at the point now. Uh, we finally finished season five of Cobra Kai, and it just gets more and more and more ridiculous. 
which just brings me more and more and more investment. I know. I just can't stop myself. Great cast. Uh, I want oh, to see all these cast. young actors go on to other roles in the future that are magnificent. Correct. Now, sorry. Yeah. Let's talk uh, first impressions of the album. How many times have you spun it? Uh, a whole two times. I think I'm up to four, which four in a month. I actually got yelled at by my daughter today. Dad, oh my God, you have a thousand records. And I mean, I kind of do. And you always listen to the same 50. Oh my God. And I'm like, um, your daughter does not sound like a valley girl. Come on. No, that's me. Make, that is me impersonating her, impersonating me, impersonating her. That's funny. It's, it's very meta. So uh, you didn't have to say it. It is very meta. So, oh boy. Yes. I'm like, uh, Keefe and I are doing an episode on it today. Good dads. You're going to put it away? going to go out of the pile? No. Well, it's going to go into the D.O. pile now. The D.O. Out, pile. It can go out of the, uh, the the new arrivals and into the D.O. pile. But yes, she made fun I of have it. two D.O. records unexplainably now. And I wasn't like always the biggest D.O. fan. But now I have as many D.O. vinyl as Aussie vinyl, which is weird. I'm not counting yeah, I think you do. I think you do. I have um, Mob Rules live. I'm not talking about Black. I'm talking about Dio proper. Just okay. Dio, Dio, Dio Just. I've got Rainbow. That's not Dio Just. Two, That's Rainbow. Yeah, I know. But I got two Rainbow records, a Rainbow live album. I have uh, the three Black Sabbath records he was on. I don't have Heaven and Hell. Not Heaven. I don't have, I, I don't have Heaven and Hell Devil. You know. I have Live Evil. So I was very excited to get a Dio live album finally, because I have a Rainbow live album, Black Sabbath live album. Now I got a Dio live album. Um, I have, I don't have Holy Diver. I have not come across it at a price I was willing to pay at that time. I got there was Holy... a remaster of it two years ago that was an absolute fortune. It was like sixty dollars uh, for a double vinyl. Do not want. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I... one hundred eighty gram black. I don't want that. I want I want the original pressings. I have original pressings of everything else that I've got, oh, okay. except for the one. Oh God, the one new one I have, Killing the Dragon, Killing mm-hmm. the Dragon. But I think that I have funny. I have one of those late ones like Magica or something. Also, I have I gifted bought, to me from E one. Uh, yeah, I bought um, another one, Angry Machines, and frankly, that album was fuck terrible. That That's album not his shit. best work. No, should not exist. It's so like I seven ballads and two up-tempo songs that are not good. And a piano um, single. So yeah. it's not, not necessary. So, so, so have, to answer um, your question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hang on. Let me. I got I got Cartman. I got Cartman brain in my lizard brain. I have uh, Last in Line. I have Dream Evil. I have uh, Sacred Heart. I think there's another one. Too many. And then I also have Lock Up the Wolves on vinyl. Original pressing that I found at Vintage Vinyl for $20. That one is special to me, even though it's not that great, because uh, that was the first Dio album I had on cassette, the first Dio proper. And so when I saw that, I'm like, give me that. And it doesn't even have the whole album. They had to take out a couple songs. Interesting. So to answer your question, what is my take on this overall? Uh, what is my impressions, right? Yeah. Um, fantastic album. Uh, I don't ever need like a 20 minute version of heaven and hell. 
but I didn't mind it on here. And I and, need 30 minute versions of heaven no. and hell. Give me the Moby Dick treatment on yeah, heaven and hell. That. And I'm down. It's a, it's a great sounding record. This band is absolutely killer. Mm-hmm. One of his finest bands. I think the keyboard player is on here also, who ends no. up becoming a full member. Of the, no, we'll see on me- the out al- the on the album, Bane played all the keyboards, but he's live listed his keyboard. He's listed his keyboard on this. No, he's they brought their keyboard player along and he sat off stage and played. Oh, May not well. be in the notes. He's not in the notes. Well, that's a shame to him because that's mean because he's definitely at the I hate concert. it when bands put the keyboard player off stage. Well, a year later, he ended up becoming a full member of the band and then um, played on the next album and as a full member and was on stage from this point on. But I Blast guess he's... Line. Yeah, Chuck something. Uh, God, this is embarrassing. Well, I, you don't want me to grab a record to check, so I won't. No, but you could go Wikipedia. Oh, I gotta get I my could, phone. I'll I mean, do it. I got my phone. Are you I got my you? phone. I got. I mean, my phone's up. Um, what did you think about the reality of this record? What does that mean? Like, is it really played? Yeah, they insisted that it's all. Nothing was overdubbed, nothing. and that it's all live. Do you believe that? I think there are. Possibly some extra guitar tracks on here. Claude Schnell. Thank you, Claude Chuck. Claude Schnell. Claude Schnell I... is on this record, even if they didn't credit him. It's not neat. It's not nice that they didn't. And I know Jimmy's passed on, right? So, um, I don't care so much that there's some some trickery, some chicanery going on on here. I don't care that much. It's Dio. Generally speaking, the performances sound vibrant and live. Um, I don't think there's any extra vocals on here. I think it's all. Yeah, I would I, agree with that. I think it's all extra guitar work and maybe synthy stuff. Um, I don't know yeah. how live it is. I ask this question simply because the quality, the musical quality of this record, is seven kinds of phenomenal. It's really great. It sounds great, and he sounds unbelievably great like he sounds so good live it's mind-blowing how much more he adds to the songs live it's wild and you don't get it's not cheesy you're not you're not like rolling your eyes it's marvelous if i could dio live versus dio studio is a now a now Analogous, damn, is analogous to Hendrix Studio versus Hendrix Live. I have gotten to the point where I don't listen to proper Hendrix Live records anymore. I don't. I listen to the one take records, the stuff that came out later, the live albums, because Jimi Hendrix at his most feral is the best at his I need your approval is his best. And that's kind of like Dio. He finds another gear live. He is the poster boy for like Hendrix was for why you need to go see the show. You're going to get something like the album, but more bigger, better, no constraints. Like when Pink Floyd toured the wall, they had five extra songs that they couldn't fit onto the vinyl. You got to go to the show. I'm going to speak into the mic. 
at this close proximity if you're watching on YouTube. And I'm going to say in my NPR voice that nobody on earth breaks it down like Nick Cameron. That is all. I yield my time. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I My goal in life, whenever I do these things, whether it's a record review, whether it's anything, is to use my words to make it so where you can hear in your brain from my words what I heard when I listened. And Dio's vocals are otherworldly. And his songwriting with Sabbath may have left a little to be desired from time to time. However, the highs are dizzying. And his songwriting with Dio may have left something to be desired from time to time. Rainbow also, you know, Dio is a singles kind of singer. I said it. He's an Iron Maiden kind of guy. You know, he's not spectacular all the time, but when he hits it, you know, what did I say? He's uh, he's Jack Clark, 235, 40 home runs in Bush Stadium, 1985. Strikes out twice as much as he walks, walks four times as much as he hits home runs. So, so oh, is the Metallica show in Bush Stadium? Is that still a thing? No, it's, it's it is a new building. No, no. Uh, the last Metallica show was in Bush Stadium. Mm. The next Metallica shows are in the football stadium. Because okay. if there's anybody in this world... Where they don't like, have a team anymore. We have the Battlehawks. It's not a football team. It's a, are you my, sure? I mean, it's not an NFL team. No, you said football. I'm sorry. I meant, and when I say football, I mean NFL. I don't mean soccer or XFL or anything. But okay, you I can have, you love can have Battlehawks. I love football, but I hate the NFL. I know. As it's not It's not just because of the Rams. It's because of the everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I have been crazy No billion watching. dollar business should be a tax shelter for rich people. I'm with Correct. you. I have been crazy watching arena football. Uh, yeah, it's, why not? It's free it's on YouTube. You can watch IFL, which has a, uh agreement with the XFL, although I don't know if anybody changed teams to either one. And then there's also the the National Arena League and the actual AFL is coming back next year. The 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 commissioner has said he definitely wants a team here. He saw what the Battlehawks uh, support was. We, we averaged thirty five thousand a game in the end. That's, that's a lot of people. League average was sixteen. Yeah, that's a lot of people so, there. Anyway, um, back to Dio. Let's do the track listing. I can't add anything to what you said. You again. Set it up, knock it down better than I could. Uh, I said my piece. It's pretty great. If you if you are a casual Dio fan, you will be blown away by this record. If you're a Dio Absolutely obsessive correct. like Nicholas, you will love this thing. You were also waiting correct. for this lot. This is maybe arguably the best Dio live document of his solo band for sure. It's got to if, if and it's anything- early. And if it's there's, not even that many Dio songs. It's equal. If there's anything better than this that's Dio, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, sir. I can only get so It's erect. like 50% Dio songs because he only had see. Holy Diver out. And so yeah. the rest is technically covers of his stuff with other bands. That is equal. It puts It just cements the fact that the Dio stuff is on the same level as Heaven and Hell and the Best of Rainbow. It's wild. Okay, I don't know which one of these are Dio tunes, frankly. Stand up and shout is Dio. No, that's yes. Rainbow. Um. Well, now we're gonna be embarrassed. Um, hold on, because I wasn't prepared. 
I was not preparing. I was not prepared for that either. Part of the conversation. Well, I mean, but... the thing is, to stand up and shout. It's, it's Dio. It's got to be Dio. Yeah, stand up and shout was, is Dio. That was the name of his uh, his three disc. Yes, which I had three disc greatest. Hang on one second. Sorry, I'm making noise here. Uh, and then talk for a second through... while I organize myself. Next is straight through the heart, which is another Dio track. Shame on the night. I'm not really familiar with that one. I don't know that one at all. That's got to be Dio. It's got to be on Holy. It's got to be on Holy Diver because I don't know Holy Diver because I don't have it. I've never had it. Uh, Children of the Sea, great Black Sabbath track. I think that is one of the most underrated Dio Sabbath songs. It uh, what makes what always makes me giggle is they have the Children's Suite on Live Evil, where they play Children of the Sea and Children of the Grave. I don't know that you need both in one show. Definitely not back to back. Is what it is. Next, flip it over, and we get to Holy Diver, and holy sheep shit, Doctor. It's 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 amazing. It is wonderful. It is everything. By the way, did you know? Probably, maybe. Did you did you know that that van halen live record is recorded also at the same place as this album that's funny it just literally came up in the first search result for wikipedia so there's two live albums on the same arena on the same record store day that are both records 10 years apart basically that's hysterical created 10 years apart uh go ahead i didn't know they recorded that van halen album all at one time it seems Uh, like it anywho next we get into heaven and hell and if you thought to yourself Heaven and Hell is too big for one side, even with a a four-minute track before it. You're right. And we'll get to that. So when I jokingly said, give it the the Moby Dick treatment, we did. We got an eight-minute Vivian Campbell solo. Really good. It's a bit much. Maybe trying a little hard. But we appreciate you, Viv. We're going to appreciate this way more in 20 years. When you're uh, standing next to a shirtless Phil Collin, uh, just strumming along chords. So that is the end of disc one. Disc two. Let's go ahead and keep up that heaven and hell. And if memory serves, this is where the drum solo comes in. Are you sure about this track listing? I feel like you have it wrong. I'm reading off the back. Okay. This too is Holy Diver and Heaven and Hell. And then Heaven no, and Hell continued two. on to LP2. Well, you're doing side two. I'm doing LPs. Right. I'm doing yeah. the mix style. See, it's like we can never win because I try to do it your way. And then it's my way is sides. Fine. Go ahead. Side three, if I may. We continue with Heaven and Hell for another, I don't know, 87 minutes or something. I kind of lost track. Uh, I think there's a drum solo here, which. Frankly, uh, I don't ever need a drum solo anymore. I've heard them all, and I wish you guys would all knock it off. Well, I mean, I will say that Vinny Apice is... Oh, he's amazing. One of the greatest in the world. Great time to get a beer. Came with came with Dio to Dio from Sabbath. From Sabbath. Quit yeah. at the same time. And he went back to, to, to Sabbath with Dio and Makes sense. left Sabbath with Dio again. Right. And you know, but uh, if you need a if you need to get a beer, or go have a pee. Drum solo is a great time for that, in my humble opinion. Next, we move on into the Rainbow Classic, 
Rainbow in the Dark. And wait, is it that Dio? is Dio? Okay, frankly, this era, there's like five years where he puts out 87 records. He did. They all so, sound like Dio. Rainbow in the Dark. So yeah, the whole it's it's almost all of Holy Diver is represented on this live album. The Rainbow in the Dark is Dio and Man of the Silver Invisible. Mountain is Rainbow. Yeah, I think except for Invisible and Rain and and Gypsy, every track on Holy Diver is on here. Okay. Okay. I, I, Rainbow again, in the Dark is Dio. I apologize. I I, I don't know Holy Diver yet. Yes. I will. I will. Okay. Uh, so we go Rainbow in the Dark. Amazing song. Love that song. When there's lightning, my wife actually quoted this song to me about four weeks ago, and I'm like, "You don't like Dio? How do you know these lyrics?" She's like, "I listen to Keishi." Well, that checks out because they played Dio seven times an hour, and that's what I appreciate. Also famous that. for being in Thor: Love and Thunder. Is it? I saw the Guardians, by the way. Yeah, uh, it's great. I uh, did not think I would cry over an animatronic raccoon, but there I, we are. I didn't. I did not. I if, cried several uh, times. If you liked Ant Man and had no problems with Ant Man, you're gonna love uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. I However, think... if like me, you had problems with Ant Man, you're gonna have the same problems with Guardians three. Oh. Well, I was just gonna say that I feel like again, if you know the history. This movie should have been the movie to come after Spider-Man No Way Home and before all this other stuff we've had to suffer through. So it is a it is the best Marvel anything in a couple of years. For better or worse, it's the last film with this group of people and James Gunn. Obviously, never again coming back to Marvel, probably. So rough stuff. Anywho, Man on the Silver Mountain. You want to talk about heavy metal keyboards that aren't played by a dude named King Diamond? Right there. Yep, right. That there. is that is a classic. Oh yeah, rainbow. It is an iconic oh. keyboard riff in the metal yes. genre. As as Henry Rollins once said, it's more like the man on the silver milk crate because Dio is this tall. Oh, that's not fair. It's not nice at all. Henry's. A uh, I saw and I when I saw Dio once. I'm going back to when I, <clears> I had envy of you. I only saw Dio once on the the second Heaven and Hell tour. He played St. Charles, Missouri, which is a an exurb 35 miles west. And it was an amazing show, and he still could bring it just a couple of years before his death and loved loved every minute of it. Glad I went. Uh, next, we move on into Starstruck. Rainbow. You know, there's other Rainbow songs they could have done that would have been better. This is, but you know what? It is like what it Stargazer. Is. Yeah, at least they didn't play, um, God, what was the elf song down at the county fair or the county ball or whatever? So, no elf on this record, by the way. No elf. Then we reprise Man on the Silver Mountain, which is a trick he learned from Tony Iommi six months before this tour. With the Heaven and Hell, Heaven and Hell reprise. And then we finished up with Don't Talk to Strangers. Also from Holy Diver. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a pretty great album. Um, If you had seen this show in 1984... Or late '83, whenever this was, and you your had pants one been pissed all over. You would have just pissed on him. What? You would have just pissed your pants. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. And he's again like, you know, we are out of superlatives to talk about how amazing the performances are on here. Um, I think the guitars could have been mixed a little louder. And again, we're discussing whether there's some guitar chicanery. The, uh, but keeping in mind, this was a soundboard recording. 
I think you a know, lot of these record store days sound again. The Floyd record was I'm gonna talk about it again. Was not meant to be a live record. It was for their purpose, for their own academic purposes. We're talking and, about uh, the one we, the one we, yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, that, that it was never meant games. to be a live album. Oh my god, I just this, I ju- was I this just, ever meant to be a live release? I'm my, not sure. My pants are now sticky because you brought that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a drip. Not going. fair. Yeah, it was drip, but drip, drip. was this ever meant to be? Yes, it was. Well, I mean, kind of. It they seemed did sound, like it. They did a soundboard recording. They gave it to... It was very they, common in those days to do like your first album. And if it was a hit, then you would do a live album of that right. album and then do a new album. And in case anybody's wondering why I'm so specific on why I say it's a live album or a soundboard recording, what do you never hear on a soundboard recording? Crowd What's noise. The, correct. And is there any crowd noise on this record? There's like no crowd noise on this record. It's not Zero. even piped in. Nope. Nothing. Not even piped in. So whenever, the, whenever so there's like no this, bleed on the stage mics, even yeah, it's it's perfection. But it's possible. I I've never been to this arena, but it's possible in the old hockey municipal arenas that the stage is far back from the crowd, and the microphones at that time were not the same microphones we have today that are directional. I, yeah, I mean, I've never on an old on a soundboard recording before the '90s. Think <clears> back to award shows. Award shows are a great example of mic technology and how it's changed. Up until 1992, 1993, you had to be like this in front of the microphone to be able to be heard. But now you can have an entire crowd of people eight feet from the actual mic speaking as I am now and being heard. So in those days, those were not omnidirectional mics. You had to be, think about Lemmy. Think about James Hetfield from these this era because we've got video of it. They're lips are i mean they're making out with the silver microphone the entire night that's why they had all those big puffy gigantic things on them back in the day so yeah no bleed no nothing it's an amazing sound the acoustics are amazing it's not like metallic soundboards that i've heard that they've released and that they haven't released that i have on boot like that you can hear the echo you can hear the reverb this is perfection it, they, I would imagine they chose this stadium specifically, as you brought up earlier, the Van Halen record was recorded there. So if you have multiple artists recording a live album or doing live live concerts, radio concerts there, obviously there's a reason that's the place to do it to get the best sound. Dio doesn't have a home, per se. Dio is nomadic. Is he English? He wants to be. Is he American? Maybe. He he doesn't have a home crowd. He's never had a home crowd. So why would he do it in Fresno unless there was a reason? The reason is the the, the quality of the sound. But um, on a track listing, I would give this an 8.5 out of 10. On a sound quality, God, 10 out of 10. Performance, 10 out of 10. So I will say, what I'm, before I move forward, what do you, what do you think on that? I, I concur exactly with your assessment, I think. Yeah, I would have liked a little more diverse set list and even more Heaven and Hell songs, but maybe at the time he was bitter. Um, you didn't want to have to pay Tony. Yeah, well, nobody wants to pay Tony. Um, by the way, the ever. official name of the arena is the Selland Arena. Uh, S-E-L-L-A-N-D. Um, it's named for Arthur L. Sellin, the former. I Fresno know that mayor. name. That record that has been there have been others. Yeah, yeah. And I was just gonna mention it's uh home of the North American Hockey League and the That's Western States head. Hockey League teams. Those are those are defunct. 
and then um the oh the Winitachi. president of the falcons played yeah, there to the winatachi washington but yeah here's the just really quick they were the original opening tour that the arena featured when it opened was the grateful dead I opened in 66, but the first real big concert event, there was the Dead in 74, WWF Royal Rumble 96, Fully Loaded 98. And here are the groups that are known for playing their Kiss, Deep Purple, Yes, Elvis Presley, Elton John, Metallica, Aerosmith, Tina Turner, rest in peace, ABBA, David Bowie, rest in peace, Los Bookies, don't know who that is, Sammy Hagar, Garth Brooks. And of course, it mentions Van Halen, two consecutive nights on the Fuck Tour May 14th and 15th, 1992, 31 years ago, and live here right now. Okay, so, so, yeah, I, I concur with you. I think, I think that's a pretty good assessment. Let me say one last thing, and I am done, and I will let you take us home, because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm bankrupt. I think it's my turn. Yeah. This is a record you can still acquire. <clears throat> While I was trying to Google the track list, I came up across several online sites selling it. And I am proud to tell you, you will not get screwed over. I saw 35 to 42. And I think 35 to 42 is a very fair price for a double live album, especially one that was never released on vinyl, especially one of this quality. Because vinyl collecting is the one of the few things that has a double whammy of collectability, rarity, and desirability. Desirability, of course, is the quality of the music. This will have both. Yeah, mine was, uh, I'm going to say 34, and I noted that price because it was the most expensive purchase for me on Record Store Day. All the others were under 30, like 26 yep. to 30. And I forget what I bought for the kid that day. I want to say it was a Beatles record, but don't quote me. Oh, which one? She loves, I don't remember. She loves the Beatles. How can you not? They're great. Eh. Not the early take stuff. That's terrible. But later. Anywho, take us home. Thank you, as always, my partner, Nick. It was great to come back from uh, Dire Illness to be able to do this podcast. And um, I only had a couple of instances of wincing and pain, which hopefully no one noticed on the video. My hair oh, yeah, I threw my back out the other day. I don't know if I mentioned that. Oh, not at all. Um, but you have been listening to the Glacial Musical or Podcast. Watching. Or watching. Thank you so much for being here. If you made it this far, you are one of our regulars at the bar, one of our real ones. You pulled up a stool and you sat here the entire time. So thank you very much. And uh, please, if you're so inclined and you've made it this far, you're clearly either obsessed with DL like we are, or you might be fond of us. So if you're fond of us, leave us some feedback, give us a comment, give us a like, give us a subscription, give us a rating on one of your podcast networks like Spotify or Apple or the new YouTube podcast network or Amazon podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as we say every week at this juncture of the show, Thank you for following. Follow Nicholas. Follow myself. Conversate with us on Twitter. That's usually where we can be found. Or the Instagrams. And this has been the Glacially Musical Podcast. It does not play in Peoria, but most surely by James Dio did. Rest in power. I don't know what I'm doing. Where's Where's How do I turn this off? <laughs> Off the rails once again. Nope, I have no idea. Oh, well. We're just going to continue to talk. All right. All right. Just...